Amen. Because I remember how bad uh, February and January was. Amen. I'm not going to complain. Amen. I'd rather, but if I'm going to complain, I'd rather complain about the heat than the cold any day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, in fact, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fact that uh, more people die from cold exposure than they do uh, from the, the heat exposure. Amen. So the human body seems to be able to tolerate the heat uh, better than the cold. Amen. So uh, I'll go with I'll go with summer weather all 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 day long. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we're gathered here tonight not to talk about the weather, but we're gathered tonight uh, to talk about uh, the Word of God. Uh, we are in Lesson 12 of uh, Engaging God's Word uh, from the Book of Romans. Amen. We'll be uh, covering the last half of uh, Romans chapter 6, uh, verses 15 to 23. And, and tonight's uh, theme or lesson, I guess, uh, uh, title uh, is slaves to what you obey amen or i might say whose slave are you amen we're all slaves of something amen but whose slave are you amen so i think the probably the the wisest thing that we can do before bible study is to go to the lord in prayer and ask him uh to open up our heart and to open up our mind and and to be willing that uh that the Holy Spirit can speak to us uh, through the Word of God. Amen? So let's do that. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, for your awesome presence in our lives. We thank you, Lord, oh God, that you have blessed us beyond what we even know. Lord, uh, we do not uh, fully comprehend everything that you've done for us, Lord. God, uh, before we even became saved, you gave us the faith that we could become saved by. Oh, Lord, uh, you have provided for us. And, Lord, I really believe that while I was yet a sinner, Lord, that you kept me from harm and that you provided my uh, everyday needs. Oh, Lord, before I became a Christian. Oh, Lord, because you knew that one day that I would say yes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm praying, oh God, that as we gather here tonight together, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, to, to have open hearts to receive the word of God. Lord, that, to receive that engrafted word of God. Amen. The word that just doesn't go in one ear and out the other, but becomes a part of us because it's grafted to our spirit, oh Lord. Oh Lord, the word of God that brings life, the word of God that is our daily bread. Let your word, oh Lord, expand in our hearts and expand in our minds and God expand our understanding of the holy word of God and we thank and praise you tonight and we thank you in Jesus name amen praise amen. the Lord amen so in Romans chapter 6 uh, I think the the next uh, uh, obvious steps would be to let's read the word of God together amen verse 15 starts off saying what then? Are we, sin, are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God 
that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise be to God. Amen. Amen. Whose slave are you? Praise the Lord. You know, uh, verse 15, it kind of repeats uh, to a certain degree uh, verse 1. Uh, and, and, and the question comes to me is why ask? Why would Paul even ask these uh, questions? And I believe it's because it's uh, probably a natural uh, human uh, error that uh, some people fall into. Uh, you know, if there's an easier way to try to do something, we'd try to do it. And if you can be saved and, and sin too, people will try that. Amen. So uh, I'm sure in uh, people at that time, and there were people that were philosophers and whatever, uh, they would uh, think about these things and they would come up with these ideas and uh, question the word of God, question the teaching of the apostles and say, well, you know, if we have grace, why don't we just keep on sinning? Because grace will get bigger, right? Amen. Uh, if we're no longer under law and we're under grace, amen, why don't we just do what feels good? Amen. I mean, and that sounds good to the natural man. That sounds good to the natural flesh. You know, why can't we have our cake and eat it too? Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, that's not what grace is. Amen. Grace is so much bigger than that. There's a power in grace. Amen. That uh, when we submit to grace, it gives us power uh, to not only not sin, but to not want to sin. Amen. There, there's a power there that comes along with grace. And um, verse 16 talks about, you know, don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves? Now, there's different kinds of slavery. There's this kind of slavery where uh, an opposing army comes in and takes uh, all the able-bodied people as slaves and, and, and against their will, they're forced uh, into slavery. And then there's a type of slavery called indentured servitude, where as an agreed-upon contract, maybe uh, to settle a debt or, 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 or something, uh, you know, you might go into 
slavery uh, to pay off that debt for, you know, you worked three years for, for this guy because you owed him several thousand dollars. And, and at the end of that three-year period, uh, your debt would be wiped clean. So you could take care of it that way. Or you may be a, a, a tradesman, a carpenter, or, or a mason, and you uh, want to enter into an uh, employment contract with someone uh, for employment purposes. So you uh, bond yourself to this man, you know, you, uh, for a certain amount of time, and you have job security, you have agreed upon wage, you know, you have voluntary uh, contracts of servitude. Amen. So this is what this is talking about. The voluntary type. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, you know, you can, you can serve sin on a voluntary basis, or you can serve uh, righteousness on, an, in, on a voluntary basis. Amen. But uh, there is a, after you become a slave to sin, though, there's a problem. You're locked in. And you can't get out. So uh, we got to have something stronger than that, something stronger than sin, something stronger than that contract to be able to get us out. Amen? Praise the Lord. So like, uh, like addiction, you know, people say, uh, well, all this talking about slave, you know, that, that doesn't, really, uh, doesn't really apply. But if you ask someone who's ever been addicted to cigarettes or to alcohol or drugs or something like that, there's all kinds of different addictions. There's sex addictions. Uh, there's uh, nicotine addition, uh, addictions. There's, there's even neg negativity. This goes down into the emotional part of the, of the soul. There are people are addicted to neg negativity. You'll say, man, the sun sure is nice and it's such a beautiful day. Well, yeah, you just wait. It won't be long. It'll be snowing again. You know, they always go to the negative. They, they just can't help themselves. Amen. They're addicted to that or they're addicted to strife. Yeah, I've had family, uh, family like that. They're always into it with somebody, with a neighbor, with another family member. Uh, they're just addicted to being in constant strife. They'll, they they want to. They, they're just looking for a fight. Amen. They're addicted to that lifestyle. Amen. But you know, I, I've come to find out. You know, as a Christian man, living in peace is so much better. Amen. It, it, living in the peace of God is just awesome. Amen. And I, I just, I just don't like strife and conflict and and uh, and all that. So uh, you know, I, I I I like living for Christ and and living in the peace of God. Amen. So uh, the uh, slavery is 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 a horrible thing for, for sin. But if you're talking about righteousness and being a slave to the Almighty God, Amen. It's an awesome thing because we have the freedom. To do right. And, it, and it's bigger than that, though. After a while, you just want to do right. It becomes a free will choice instead of, you know, if, if I go and do this, I might go to hell. And it, and it, and it tur turns out, I just don't want to do that anymore. You know, it, it just I don't have the want to anymore to do those things. And uh, I, forgot what, I forgot where it's at, but it says... Uh, talks about how that, uh, you know, the Lord working in us, that we would will and do his good pleasure. Amen. Amen. It, it just comes, becomes more than a commandment. It becomes a will and a desire from the core of our being. And it's not just God making us. It's not God 
forcing us. Amen. It's just because we've been, we've been walking in this Holy Spirit and, and, and the goodness of God and the righteousness of God and the grace of God, and it just becomes natural to us. Amen. That we would want to, to, to live in his grace and in his righteousness. Praise the Lord. Um, let's go into our questions. And the first section is Romans uh, chapter 6, and it's focusing on uh, verse 15, responding to grace. And uh, verse, uh, I mean, uh, question 1 is broke up into two questions. Uh, question A is, what similarities do you find between verse 15 and verse 1? Now, let's go back to Romans chapter 6, verse 1, and let's review that because it says, What say we then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? And then verse 15 says, What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? Now, that's... It's kind of a, a, a you know, repetition, but it's also a little bit different. Amen. One is uh, so that grace may increase. The other is because we're not under, under law. We're under grace. Amen. So, and I think there's probably, probably two different points of the people that wanted to go on sinning and try to be saved at the same time. And some said, well, you know, grace increases, so, you know, it covers everything we can do. And, and the other was, were saying, well, we're not under law. We're under grace now, so. We can do what we feel like, and, and I think Paul was probably hitting both heads of that two-headed snake, amen, at the same time. But what similarities do you find between uh, verse 15 and verse 1? And uh, someone want to, Brother Ernie, you want to? Brother Bob, uh, you got some insight on that? In verses uh, uh, 3 and then both, the one is uh, speaking of uh, grace, the other one under the law. Mm-hmm. But whether under grace, they both say that whether it's under grace or under the law, sin was, was not to be practiced. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. But where there is no law, there is no sin. So why not, Bob? <laughs> Come on, let's get out the disco lights and crank up the music. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Amen. And plus, uh, the law was uh, was supposed to go from the written letter to being written on the fleshly tables of our heart. Amen. 
And, and when we're sold out to this, you just don't want to do those things anymore. You, you, you know, we want to please Christ. You know, we just have, it just becomes part of our nature now that we want to please God. Amen. Anybody got anything else to add to question A? How about uh, question B says, how would you paraphrase Paul's concern in these verses? Right, right. Not a, you know, we go, uh, when we uh, want to carry a weapon, we go get a CPL as a license to carry that weapon. When we want to drive in a car, we go uh, to the uh, Secretary of State and we get a, a license to operate that vehicle. Or, and there's, there's many different types of uh, licenses available from the state of Michigan for different uh, categories, different businesses, different trades. Uh, builder's license, uh, a general contractor's license, uh, all kinds of different licenses we can get. And it gives us the authority to do uh, a, a certain thing. Amen. And so some Paul's fear was like Leith said, uh, that people would take this as a license to do what they felt like. Amen. And that's just, you know, thinking in the flesh. If you're, if you're walking in the spirit and thinking in the spirit, Amen. You just don't want to do those old fleshly uh, things anymore. Praise the Lord. Anybody got anything to add to, to question B? All right, let's go on to question two. What do you think it means to be under someone or something? Brother Ernie? Target stores. They had uh, one of their one of their uh, uh, clothing lines was uh, developed by a Satanist, and uh, and and there's T-shirts and stuff in the stores that uh, you know it said uh, Satan approves of this that and, and the other thing. Satan approves of this kind of lifestyle. Uh, it's in the stores. You can go. You can go buy it if you if you really want to go to a Target store. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, right. So uh, there's all kinds of uh, uh, things like that. But uh, to be under uh, someone or something, you know, it's basically you're subservient to whatever. You can be subservient uh, to sin or you can be subservient to the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. Question three says, in light of your answer to the previous question, how would you describe the motivations and or behavior of a person who is number one law? What would be the motivation or behavior of a person who's under law? They're under the authority or under the, uh, the, the uh, they're, uh, you know, under the power or the authority of law, how how, do, how would you describe their uh, motivation or and or behavior? 
Brother Bob, go ahead. Right. And, uh, and then his, his eyes were open, and oh, may God open all our eyes to realize that sin uh, is very costly. Uh, and it's very, very dim, very short. There is pleasure in sin, but it's so fleeting. It's so yeah, it's very temporal. Very, 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 very temporal, yeah. And, uh, and I know that uh, maybe uh, it's easy to get on the track of, well, why is this important to me? Uh, you know, I'm under grace. But we, w there's more legalism, law uh, keeping in us than what we realize. Amen. Because, you know, some of us can remember uh, back when uh, thou shalt not do this and thou shalt not do that. And if you don't follow this uh, list of standards, you're going, you're going to split hell wide open. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many denominations out there still. You know, uh, you gotta, you, you gotta have faith in Christ to be saved. Plus, you gotta do this, 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 this. If you don't do this, 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 and that. Then, then all that, that faith and everything didn't mean anything. You know, uh, it's faith in Christ alone. And then after that, we start doing works because it's, it comes from in here. Amen. And, and it's, it's the works are motivated by the faith. The faith is not created by the works. Amen. Uh, B says grace. What, what's the motivation or behavior of someone who's under grace? Brother. Bible also says that grace teaches us to die to, to deny uh, ungodliness. You know, it, it, yeah, and worldly lust. It, 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 it's a teacher. It's it's built in. Amen. 
I misquoted that last week, brother. I meant to apologize because I was saying that the teaching was regular <laughs> change. Yeah. You know, the grace of God, and I went to, you know, it's, it's, and I left out the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Mm -hmm. I left that part out. I want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should be uh, righteously, soberly, and holy in this present life. Amen. Praise God. But may I quote uh, under grace, Titus uh, 3.7 says that being justified by his grace, we should become, we should become heirs according to to the hope of eternal life. Mm. Law represents bondage, and grace represents freedom. One is work, the other one is expense. Amen. Mm. Amen. Anybody got anything else to add? To Amen. Let's go on to uh, the next section, uh, Romans uh, chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. And it's talking about our choice. And... Uh, Question four says, which words in verse 16 imply our personal responsibility for our behavior? Yielding and obeying. Mm -hmm. Those are the two. Amen. 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 We have a personal responsibility in our behavior. Amen. Yes, uh, you can have all the grace you want to, but uh, you choose you choose from your heart what you want to do. Amen. Amen. And there's a thing that comes along with choosing to do what you want to do. There's consequences. Consequences for sin. There's consequences for righteousness. The consequences of righteousness at, at the end of it all is eternal life. Amen. The consequences of sin is what? Death. Amen. Uh, question five says, from verses 16 and 17, fill in the chart below. And then uh, one half says, what are our choices? And the other half says, what are the results of those choices? So uh, go ahead, Brother Ernie. Uh, Mm-hmm. Amen. That's uh, pretty simple. Brother Bob? Yielding to God for Satan, blessings in life, cursing in death. Becoming slaves to God or Satan, Satan, blessings. Cursings or death. Yeah. <laughs> I have that problem too. I can't read my own handwriting. Blessings, <laughs> Amen. And that goes back to what Joshua said. You know, choose this day whom you will serve. Amen. And you got to choose between one. You know, there's there's no fence straddling. Uh, you can't be a mugwump. Mugwump, uh, as you may recall, uh, is when you got your uh, mug on one side of the fence and your wump on the other. <laughs> <laughs> learned that in history <laughs> many years ago 
but uh, it's, it's, it's not hard to figure out. Amen. Uh, question six has two parts, A and B. Uh, and we're still talking about verses 16 and 17. Uh, A says, how does Paul describe the Romans' former condition or the Roman church's uh, former condition? And it's right. Yeah, go ahead. Right, right. He said. Yeah. Yeah, because it says in verse 17 that though you used to be slaves of sin, that was their former condition. You used to be. Amen. Amen. Because, uh, like I said, uh, being a, getting locked into slavery is a, a very powerful force that you can't get out of. And, but you need something stronger to get you out of it. And, and the blood of Christ and faith in Christ uh, is what it takes to break the bonds of sin. Now, question B of verse 6, uh, of question 6, is what indication do you find here that they had changed masters? So uh, what indication in these verses tells us that the Roman church had changed masters? Brother Bob, go ahead. The key words uh, here are once they were, mm -hmm. but now they are. Once mm -hmm. they were uh, slaves to sin, leading to death, but now they're obedient to God, leading to life eternal. Yeah, and that comes out in the last, uh, or uh, verse 17b. You have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your Allegiance. I'm reading from the New International Version, uh, but so uh, they they are obeying. There's obedience involved to this new master of Christ. Amen. And question seven. Uh, this goes back uh, to the last lesson uh, in verses uh, eleven and eleven to thirteen in the last lesson. It says, and let me read that real quick, uh, Romans 6.11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. Now, why would he say that? Because some people have one proclivity of sin uh, as opposed to someone else. You know, my sin may not be your sin, but they're both sin. Uh, but my weakness may not be your weakness. Amen. Uh, so uh, don't give any part uh, of, your, uh, uh, of yourself to, 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 to that. But rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. So in light of that... Uh, it gives uh, those specific commands. Reread those commands. How does verse 17 indicate they can be carried out? Okay, so basically what it's saying back in verses 6 through 13, it gives us some commands. And then when we look at uh, verse 17, how does that indicate that it can actually be done? Brother Ernie? Amen. Now you can have, you can have obedience 
but not from the heart, right? You can, you, you can be a, you can be a browbeaten and, cow, and uh, to the point that you kowtow to anything. And, but it, but you know, on the inside, you know, I don't agree with this, but I'm doing it anyway. And uh, but this is talking about obedience from the heart, and that's a big difference. You know, it's being a now. I can tell you as sometimes as a new Christian, sometimes you do things because you know you don't know any better and you're just doing doing what you're told and you know you just trust them. But part of growth, you become you become more aware and you begin to understand more things. You you begin to understand, you know, doing it this way is just just a better way to do things. Living this way is just a better way to live. You know, and uh, so sometimes you have to trust uh, by faith and just, you know, trust what the preacher said. Amen. But as you grow, you become more aware of the truth of, of what's been said. And if you got the right preacher, you know, there's some Jim Joneses out there that will lead, try to lead you astray. Amen. But that's why Bible study uh, becomes important. Digging into it for yourself, finding out for yourself. Amen. Uh, that, that's the one way that you can uh, really uh, inoculate yourself from, uh, uh, from uh, false teachers is to learn the word of God for yourself. And, and, and that's why I like Bible study. Amen. We come in here, we knock these things around and talk about them. And, uh, you know, I, already I've learned some things tonight that I didn't see in preparation. Amen. I, and it's, it came from other people. Amen. So, uh, and the Lord, you know, uses uh, different people in different uh, areas. And I never thought of that, you know. So, uh, Bible study is, is very important. Yeah. Amen. Anybody got anything else to add to question seven? Think about calling on Haley here in a minute. <laughs> Do you have anything? <laughs> okay. Well, well, pitch in. You know, raise your hand if you, you've got something. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I know Brother Bob, Brother Ernie is a you know is tag teaming over here, but uh, everybody else can jump in too. Amen. Because uh, the Lord can use you as well. Praise the Lord. Let's go on to uh, the next section, the third section, which is uh, Romans chapter six, verses eighteen and nineteen, and. Uh, it's called choosing a new master. It didn't say, it didn't say getting a new master. It, you know, it says choosing a new master because it is a choice. We do have a choice in this. We, you know, and someone may be listening online. You you think you're trapped uh, in that sinful lifestyle. You think you're trapped and you don't have any way out. And I prayed before and I and I and I tried this thing. Well, don't quit trying it and just jump in with both feet and commit. You know. Uh, try, there's a big difference between trying something and committing to something. Amen. When you commit to Christ instead of just trying Him out, Amen. You can get a you get a lot done. Amen. Uh, uh, in, a, in a spiritual sense, Amen. You can you can break free of some things that you've never broken free from just by committing to Christ and and, and quit trying Him out. Amen. Anyway, that's for free. We won't charge you any extra for that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So uh, question eight says, what needs to happen before we can become slaves to righteousness? There's something that's got to happen. And uh, Brother Ernie, go ahead. Uh, well, first of all, you cannot serve two 
Amen. And that's coming from Luke uh, 16, 13. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's go on to, uh, anybody got something to add to uh, question eight? Uh, Brother Bob, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And he gave them a choice. Which one do you want me to release? Barabbas or Jesus? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a choice right there. And of course, we know what the outcome of that is. And uh, but uh, but as a result, you know, the Jews still suffer to this day because of their decision that they made right there. They said, "Give us." All right, uh, question nine says, verses 16 and 17, the last set of questions uh, uh, in uh, those verses, focus on our personal responsibility for making a decision. How does the emphasis shift in the first phrase of verse 18? Verse 18, let me refresh your memory. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. So how does, how does the emphasis shift from personal responsibility uh, in the first part of 18. Late? Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, so it's, it's moving on. Uh, you know, you've already been set free and now you're slaves uh, to righteousness. So uh, just, uh, it's, a, it's a big, uh, uh, it's a big shift uh, from serving sin, and now you're serving righteousness. Ten, uh, there's ten, uh, question ten is broken up in three different uh, parts. Paul repeats his point in verse 19. Why does the repet- what does the repetition imply to you? Paul uh, kind of repeats... Uh, repeats himself in, uh, in 19. Why, why do you think he did that? Go ahead, Brother Bob. In these, uh, in these verses, Paul is uh, stating the fact that even though, uh, even the way the, 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 the verses worded that just as 
we yielded our members, servants to uncleanness mm -hmm. and to iniquity unto iniquity. So basically, sin begets sin. So iniquity just keeps multiplying, is what Paul is saying. And so you go from bad to worse, and then even worse. Even so now, it should be the opposite. He says, we should yield our members as servants to righteousness, and as we yield our members to righteousness, Amen. we find it easy to practice holiness as we become uh, holy in the sight of God as we continue to practice holiness. You know, so worse leads to worse and worse and the other one is from better to better. Right, right. You know, I noticed that pro progression earlier. Uh, I mean, uh, we get faith, but where does righteousness come from? Righteousness comes through faith, right? Mm -hmm. So we go from faith to righteousness. And what does righteousness bring? Holiness. holiness. And what does holiness bring? Oh, eternal life. Amen. So it's all, uh, I think the whole, prog whole progression there is sanctification. But I see righteousness as, you know, what God does on our behalf. And I see the holiness as our own personal behavior, as our own personal walking this righteousness out. And, and then the end result of all of that is eternal life. Amen. So there's a, like Bob said, there's a, there's a progression. You know, either, either master you have, there's going to be a progression. You go from uh, worse to worse. You go from sin to sin to lower, more de uh, based, uh, debased uh, sin. And, you know, it's like a lot of sins, you know, they start with, the, they start with one dose of, uh, of the drug but that's not enough anymore. So they got to increase the dosage. Yeah, and that's why uh, it gets to the point that they put so much in, uh, in injection in, uh, of that drug into their arm that it kills them. And the, the end result is death because, like you know, a little bit of sin just doesn't do it anymore. You got to have more and more. You know, I've heard of people, you know, they, uh, uh, they sinned against, uh, against the, you know, the knowledge uh, that they had uh, you know, uh, of God. We all have a certain amount of knowledge of right and wrong, good and evil, and, and some people have to dull those senses with alcohol or drugs, and, you know, because they're not comfortable sinning unless they have some alcohol in them. Right. You know, they're not comfortable doing some things uh, unless they're, you know, a few sheets in the wind, uh, so to speak. Amen. So just one thing leads to down a, down a downward spiral, gets worse and worse. Amen. Let's continue on because we're running out of time. Uh, according to verse 19, what are the results of slavery to sin? Amen. That's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then what are the obedient, uh, result, results of obedience to Christ? And, and we covered that well, I think. Going into the next section of Romans chapter 6, verses 20 and 21, the wages of sin. What are wages? It's your earnings or compensation. Amen. You know, there's wages 
there's wages of righteousness too. I mean, there's a reward for uh, for, for uh, living righteously. But there, but this is talking about the wages of sin. What, what kind of compensation package do you get uh, when you practice sin? And question eleven says, in what way is a non-believer free in regard to righteousness? What's an how is an uh, when when you're looking at righteousness? How is an unbeliever free? Yeah, he, he's free to not, not do anything that God wants him to do. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have the freedom to do so. And, uh, and because of that, you know, uh, we have free will. And that's, you know, that's, uh, Haley, go ahead. Right. Right. It's almost like the unbeliever really doesn't have a choice until the gospel is preached. And then he's got to make that choice. Right. Amen. I'm glad I made mine. Amen. You glad you made yours? I'm glad. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Uh, go ahead, Brother Bob. Because they're in opposition, it's like uh, you you take two magnets and you put the you put the north pole against the north pole. They're going to repel each other. Amen. You, you turn them around, you know, and put the south pole to the north pole. They attract. Amen. But uh, in this case, it's, it's like two north poles uh, facing each other, and uh, they repel. And sin and righteousness will always uh, be in opposition. Exactly. Now, question 12, uh, part A says, what do you think motivates non-believers to sin? And it gives a reference of Galatians 6, 8 and Hebrews 11, 24 and 25. Galatians 6, 8 says, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit or the Holy Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And then Hebrews 11, 24 and 25 says, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated among, with, along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. So the motivation for non-believers to sin is... Brother, 
Yeah. Amen. So they just want to please themselves. It's like uh, uh, Ricky Nelson had that song, and uh, you can't please everyone, so you gotta please yourself. Well, that's <laughs> I, I knew you. I knew somebody in here would, <laughs> but but that's that's the worldly thing to please yourself. Do what feels good to you. Uh, you know, follow your truth. Amen. Uh, Haley, go ahead. Right. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, anybody got anything else uh, on that? Brother Bob? The topic of spirituality versus carnality here. Even though a person can satisfy the moral or civil law, he or she can never satisfy the spiritual law. Why? Second Corinthians 2 4 says, but the natural does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That's why Jesus said, Here, you want to use mine? <laughs> I got some readers if you want them. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, you sure, uh, <laughs> amen. But, uh, Brother Bob, you said something earlier, you know, about sin, that, that it's fun. You know, and, uh, you know, alcohol's fun until the next morning you wake up and, and uh, you got a splitting headache. Or if you wake up and... You, you realize you got a DUI last night, and now you don't have a license uh, to drive, and your insurance is going up, and you got, they, they say a, a, a DUI, after it's all said and done with, usually costs around, costs you personally about $10,000. You know, after the lawyers, and after all this, that, and the other thing, it, it's going to cost you a lot. And, you know, and, and fornication is fun until you, till, till, till you get a, a baby mama saying, you owe me child support now. You know, and, you know, and, and the, the, you know, a lot of these sins, you, you know, the reason that God doesn't want us to do a lot of things, I believe, it's just because they're not good for us because it, it ends up uh, bringing personal pain and heartache to us. Amen. If we just listen uh, to the Lord and, and, and avoid some of these things, we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have the half the worries we have on, you know, in, in our life. Amen. A lot of people, you know, uh, uh, or, you know, it's like uh, 
hindsight's 2020. You know, now you tell me this, Brother Dave. No, I mean, hey, some uh, preachers been saying this over and over and over throughout the ages. Amen. They've, they've been preaching it. We just haven't been listening. Amen. Oh, okay. <laughs> and question B of, uh, uh, or part B of question 12 says, what does this Romans passage say is the result of sin? So uh, in verse 21, the last line says, right, those things result in death. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, amen. Ten commandments, you know. Uh, Somebody can get mad at you for for lying on them and kill you, you know, or sue you, you know, or somebody can get mad, you know. There's there's people, I mean, all the time you hear in the news people break into somebody's house to steal something, they get shot and killed, amen. So so following these things will help extend your life, praise the Lord, and uh, it's like the commandment to obey your parents, you know, honor thy father and thy mother, amen. That can that can increase your Lifespan a lot, you know. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. This is the gift of life. This is the good stuff here. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, what is our new relationship to sin? When we, when we give our heart to, to Christ, we have, our, the relationships are all jumbled up now. They all, everything changes. And so we have a new relationship with we have a new relationship with Christ. Now we have a new relationship with sin as well. So what's uh, what, what's that new relationship to sin, brother Leif? Free from sin. You're free from it. the 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 umbilical cords of sin has been chopped. It's been cut. Amen. You are no longer uh, living uh, uh, fr- by sin. You're not you're not hooked to it. You're not bound to it anymore. Amen. Brother Bob, go ahead. Sin is a moral act considered to be a transgression of divine law. That is why we should shun. Amen. Various things. I, I read the yeah. illustration about yeah. the driver that was asked to, how, how, far, how close can you get to the, this is a stunt driver. Yeah. <laughs> there is no such thing as flirting with sin. Yeah. You'll, you'll end up hanging for life. Amen. Haley, you had a point?
Yeah. And if you got someone who's who's flirting with disaster, uh, uh, you know, you know, it makes you wonder what their motivation is. You know, are you just are you trying to uh, trying to live good enough just to go to heaven, but uh, have a little fun on the way, or have a, get close to having the fun you used to have? Amen. And that so, well, have you really sold out? Did you really change masters? Amen. What does what does sin do? Kills. 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 But right from the beginning with Adam and Eve, sin separates us from God. And this is why. How are we going to live close if we practice sometimes sin day in and day out? Yeah. There is no closeness to God. God, sin separates. Now, you know, when you talk about poison, there's certain kinds of poison. You can be poisoned and, uh, you know, you just kind of go to sleep. You don't suffer, don't do anything. And there's other kinds of poison where you take, you die a horrible death. Uh, I've seen a thing where this guy, he was in a courtroom. It was like an actual courtroom video. And he, he takes a little vial or something and he drinks it because he got, he, he got to, he got a bad verdict. He got the verdict that he wasn't expecting, and he decided he didn't want to. He didn't want to go for life in prison. Right. So he drinks that vial of poison, and so he ends up laying, you know, going into convulsions and and foaming at the mouth, and, and died a horrible, horrible death. I mean, it just just that was a rough way to go. Yeah, but see, sin, sin is like that other poison. You know, hey, I, I feel all right. I, in fact, I feel great. You know. I mean, you feel great until you feel great until you're dead, you know. So, um, so that's you know that's the poison of sin, you know. Sometimes it it's fun, you know, while it lasts. Uh, part B says uh, it talks about your relationship to God. How how does that shift? How does that change? And. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I, uh, my part is uh, part A of uh, verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. So you've changed masters. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, what did the gift of eternal life cost? And what did it cost us? What does the gift of, of eternal life cost us? Amen. But, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a, uh, one of those uh, things that are both. It didn't cost us anything, but it cost us everything. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it cost us things according to the flesh. You know, uh, it, it, 
but it didn't cost us anything in the spirit, but it cost us everything in the flesh. Almost, you know, because we had to change masters. We had to give up some stuff. Uh, but we couldn't, have, we couldn't have purchased it anyway, right? You know. So it's kind of one of those both uh, answers, you know. That's that's the way I see it anyway. Uh, and what did it cost uh, God? And it says, see Colossians one twenty two. Colossians one twenty two says, but now He has reconciled uh, you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. So, what did it cost God? Yeah. His only begotten Son. That's, that's what it costs God. Amen. Amen. So it uh, cost us nothing, but it made what have we got to give up? Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing we have to give up is our free will to live for, you know, and, you know, but nothing else. What else, what else do we possess that will last for eternity, you know? Right. It's a it's a matter of the matter of the the will, you know, and and I feel I feel, I feel sorry for the people that are in the, you know, uh, somewhere in between sin and righteousness, you know, because uh, it, it's it you know you can't live on either side, you know you can't live in the middle, it's it's an impossible place to live. It's like being on the uh, DMZ, you know, between Korea and North Korea. Amen. That's a dangerous place to be. There's bullet because you get bullets flying from both sides, <laughs> amen. Uh, but uh, so uh, the 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 people th think they can serve God and serve sin. You know, it's it's you know, no man can serve two masters. You're going to end up with one or the other, amen. But unless you make that free will choice to choose Christ, you won't end up on on God's side unless you choose it, yeah. amen. But by default, by default, uh, we all start out uh, being a slave to sin. We're we come out of the womb being a slave to sin, amen. And it takes it it takes a uh, a choice, a heart choice, a, tar a a choice of the will to choose Christ and change masters, amen. And uh, it does, and I, and you know I've seen so many people over the years and heard so many different stories. And testimonies of people who were really, really, really deep in sin, and God brought them out. So there, there's nothing that God cannot bring you out of. But it begins with that choice to choose Him as your master, and, and, and to reject sin as your master. And uh, you know, it may not seem like a whole lot's happening uh, at the moment when you make that uh, choice, but when you stand in that choice and you stay in that choice and you live that choice uh, you will uh, become free from sin amen and um
And uh, I just had a, I had a, I had a thought here uh, about my takeaway from, uh, from the, the lesson. If we commit to righteousness, it can be just as powerful as slavery. It can become our obsession and our, our addiction in a good way. Amen. So uh, if, if you think being bound to sin is really bad, well, being bound to Christ can be really, really, really good. Amen. And it can be just as powerful. And, and, and like we uh, uh, talked about earlier, you know, it, after a while, you know, because uh, when you're first saved, there's a whole lot going on and a whole lot goes over your head. And God, God helps us out in many different ways. And, you know, a lot of times God will answer prayers when you're a new convert that God will say, you know, it's, it's time for you to do this on your own now. You know, uh, it's time. You know, I, 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 I helped you out financially in the beginning there, uh, but it's time to start uh, get on a budget and start uh, budgeting what I give you instead of, instead of wanting more uh, than what I give you. I'm giving you enough. Cause, you know, God gives us enough. And sometimes we don't budget it uh, correctly. And I find uh, a lot of time and, and experience uh, <laughs> and situations and stuff that it helps you uh, to budget, you know. Yeah, if you if you've ever been kicked out of a house, or if you've ever had a, a tow truck pull up in your driveway and, and 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 take that car away, you thought you were making payments on, or you were trying to make payments on, uh, you know, in the future you tend to get a little better at budgeting, you know. And not that I know anything about that, but <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody got any takeaways or anything you uh, want to help close this out tonight? Any 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 uh, years of, of living, Sister Bernice? You'd like to uh, talk about the <laughs> uh, how we go through things and learn through things and. Amen, amen, and uh, I'm. Sure, you probably had some moments you didn't think you were going to make it. Right. Yeah. Amen. And uh, because, you know, sometimes when we go through stuff, we see more, a little more of God than what we saw before. And, and it just, uh, with each trial, with, the, with each thing we go through, uh, God becomes more and more dear and, and more of a, uh, I guess, a, more, a deeper relationship out of the whole thing because you know that uh, hey the devil throws a lot of curveballs at us but God gets us through them you know uh, I'm not one to blame uh, you know every, everything I go through on God uh, hey, I know it's the result of sin and, and sin uh, uh, the, uh, Satan is the father of sin and, and sin is uh, all of our problems amen but it's, it's not always all all the time, the devil's fault's not always God's fault. Is you know most of the time <laughs> in my personal life, uh, most of my problems have been self-inflicted. Amen. But you know sometimes, sometimes things happen beyond our own control and didn't happen because of anything that we did, uh, and we're at the mercy of that. But thanks be to God, there's there's an unchanging hand we can hold on to. Uh, when those trials come, amen, and uh, praise the Lord, God be praised, you know.
Like the old song says, hallelujah anyhow. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah anyhow. I mean, God is worth living for. Amen. Because God has bigger rewards than the devil does. Amen. The, you know, the, a lot of people portray the devil as being some kind of a king over hell. You know, I mean, you, you've heard people and sinners and even some, I guess, supposed theologians will you know, put the devil as he's some kind of king that sits on the throne and he rules hell. The devil doesn't rule hell. The devil, uh, uh, actually, he's not in hell. There's, there's some demons that are, are in hell, some fallen angels uh, that are in hell. Uh, but uh, hell was uh, a place of punishment for the devil and his angels. Yeah. Amen. As he doesn't rule anything. He rule, he's a prince and power of the air over the earth at this moment until uh, he is uh, uh, thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. But he doesn't rule anything, and, and he'll, be, he'll be just like, uh, uh, you know, Joe Blow uh, in hell. He'll be just another, an, an, another uh, spirit in prison, you know. He'll be just one, one of the many. Amen. So, uh, you know, he's nothing. He's nobody. And, uh, but we have a, a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Amen. And through Christ, I know I can do it. And I know I can do it for anyone out there. Amen. Amen. God is awesome. And he'll, he'll take you through everything. He, he'll make sure that you get through to the other side. Amen. Your boat won't sink as long as you uh, put your trust in God. And, there, and I've said it probably more times than I can remember. Uh, there's a difference in trust and faith. Amen. We can have faith in God, but trust in him is when you just you just let let it all go you let the fear go you let all your reservations go and you just trust god through the process amen trust him it'll be okay after a while amen it may not feel good right now amen but if you trust him and hang on it will get better amen it always does amen praise the lord anybody got anything else Amen. I, I'm tired of talking, so <laughs> right now would be a good time to, to pray and be released. And uh, amen. Uh, look forward to seeing you all Sunday morning. Amen. And uh, Pastor Willie be back by then. Praise the Lord. And, and, uh, and continue to pray for the brethren. Pray for, pray for your pastor to have uh, traveling mercies and, and uh, ha have success in his job, uh, you know, while he's working and, and, and things like that and uh, praise the Lord amen pray for your pastor to, to, to bring you a word on Sunday amen it, it, you know if you pray for your pastor God will give him a word for you amen the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the sermons will take on a special significance amen if you're praying for your pastor uh, because God will speak things that you need to hear amen praise the Lord brother Bob
And if you're pr praying for your pastor, it can ha happen to 20, 20, 30, 40, 50 people at the same time, you know. Well, that's, that's just the way the gospel is, like a buckshot. <laughs> just one bullet. When I was a new convert, that used to blow my mind, you know. He's got a bug in my, he's got a bug in my room. Did you listen to my conversations? How in the world did he know to say that? Because I was, I'm going through the exact same thing. And, and, you know, if you look at the Bible, there's, what, a million different uh, topics you can talk about? Yeah. You know, you know how, how can I get hit every service with something, you know? <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's the Holy Spirit. Right. Instead of, you know, pricking her heart, she just walked away and never, we never seen her again. And some people react the other way. Then they come to an altar and they yes. fall down and repent, right. you know. Right. Amen. Amen. I know when I got saved, uh, I wasn't worried about dignity. Amen. I was a blubbering, slobbering, uh, <laughs> a, a, a mass of uh, something. Amen. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't look uh, look too uh, dignified, Amen. But uh, praise the Lord, Amen. He He met me there and uh, saved my soul, Amen. Praise the Lord, Amen. Let's pray tonight, Lord Heavenly Father. We thank you for your Word. We thank you, Lord, for the life and the and the the, the spiritual nutrients, all that's uh, contained within your Word, O oh Lord. Uh, this roadmap to heaven, Lord, that we study, O oh Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that uh, help us, Lord, to continue to have a desire, to have a hunger, to have a thirst for your word, O oh Lord, that we may profit by it, O oh Lord. And I pray that you, you bless our pastor, Lord, and keep your hand upon him. And, Lord, I pray that you would have a special word for each and every one of us, O oh God, uh, on, on, uh, on Sunday, Lord. And let him, let him preach the counsel of God and, and touch our hearts, O oh Lord. And, Lord, I pray that you keep your hand up on each and every person here tonight, Lord, and I pray that you keep your hand up on those that have listened to the live stream and will uh, maybe watch the video later on. God, that you would touch them and help them and bless them, Lord, in, in every way. And God, we ask all these things in the glorious and the holy and the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. See you Sunday morning. <laughs>